Do you have a story you want to see on the channel? Go to AsTheRavenDreams.com slash submit or check the links down below. And if you want early access to all my videos, go to Patreon.com slash AsTheRavenDreams. Or you can click join down below. Enjoy. This happened about two, almost three years ago. My cousin and their whole family have been staying with my family for a few months now, and I'm really close with my cousins, so I was excited to be living with them for a while, so they redesigned our garage as kind of like a hangout, where we would watch movies, play games, etc. And... As we were still teenagers during summer vacation, we would stay up very late, normally going to bed at 3 to 5 in the morning. And at this time, we were very into paranormal sightings and ghost hunting, and we would watch a bunch of that kind of stuff on YouTube and debate whether those types of videos were real. So, one night at around 2 to 3 a.m., My two cousins and I, and their younger brother, who was about six at the time, were playing Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And after a while of playing, we decided we wanted to watch ghost hunting videos instead. So my oldest cousin told his little brother, the six-year-old, to go to bed because we were going to watch some scary stuff, and we didn't want him to get scared and cry or have nightmares. But my little cousin kept refusing. So they both ended up arguing really bad that my little cousin was on the verge of crying. Me and my other cousin were about the same age. We're talking about something else on the side while he dealt with the younger one. But in the middle of our conversation, My little cousin got so mad that he just started yelling and screaming at my oldest cousin, and I turned to look over at them. When I looked over in their direction, I swear I saw a shadow-like figure peeking from behind the door, which was wide open. I was surprised, and had to do a double-take to make sure I wasn't just seeing things. But when I looked again at the door... I didn't see anything, so I thought it was just my eyes getting used to the dark or something, since the lights were off and the only light source was the TV. My younger cousin kind of calmed down eventually, and my older cousin looked at me and my cousin and said, I think I saw a head. And in my head, I was like, no way, you saw the same thing I did. I told him that I think I saw the same thing, and he asked me where I saw it. I pointed at the top of the doorframe, and he gasped and said, That's where I saw it too. We were both kind of freaked out, because it's one thing if only one person saw something like that, but two people? So my other cousin asked us to describe what we both saw, since he didn't see it. And as we both literally described the exact same thing, except for the fact that he actually saw the figure move back into the dark, the door slammed shut really hard and it shook the room. We were literally speechless, 
even my six-year-old cousin was too scared to scream or cry, and we just stared at the door for a solid 30 seconds, because we thought that my dad, their dad, or our uncle, who lived with us too, came to play a joke on us or something. My little cousin then started crying, and my older cousin yelled out, You guys are messed up. You made him cry. And we expected one of our family members to walk in and apologize, but no one opened the door, and we were too scared to get up and go check. About 20 minutes later, our uncle came in the room and started saying that he got into a debate with my parents, and he came to tell us about it, but we asked him if any of them came and closed our garage door and he said they hadn't left the room they were in for the past hour because they were too into their conversation. We also asked where my cousin's parents were, and my uncle said they were sleeping, and that they had been for a long time. So, who slammed the door? And I still wonder if me and my cousin really saw that figure or not. I wish I could go back and relive that moment, but at the same time, not really, because... We were really scared to be in our garage for a while after that. I also forgot to add that the house where this happened is our grandparents' house, and they've owned that house for years, and every family member that's lived here, even for a little while, has had a paranormal or creepy experience in this house. I don't remember when this exactly happened, I just remember that I was in high school. I'm 26 now. So, years ago, my best friend had just recently got back into contact with his biological dad. He didn't have a good relationship with him as he left my friend and his mom early on and became a drug addict. But that's not important. What is, is that my friend started to have a relationship with him again, and my friend invited me and a couple of other friends to go hang out and spend the night at his dad's. There were four of us in total, including me. My friend's dad was a bit weird as we decided to walk to a corner store, and he asked us to basically steal a couple traffic cones the city had for a construction site nearby on our way back so I didn't really like him, and I didn't take a lot of what he said seriously. He didn't seem like a great person still. So when he told us later that day that the second floor of his barn slash work shed was haunted, I just scoffed. I figured he was just trying to scare his son and his friends. We straight up told him BS so he took us to his computer and showed us some pictures he's taken up there. And he told us about this weird mist that only appears in photos. If you just shine a light through, you won't see it. Sure enough, in the photos, there's a weird mist. I just think it looks like dust, personally. Until he reaches a specific photo when it pops up, the first thing I see is a skull with faded red eyes. The mist in this photo was forming the skull clear as day. We were all freaked out by this, so naturally being dumb white teens, we wanted to investigate. 
We get flashlight lights. I grab my camcorder to use as a voice recording device. Didn't have much else. I think I could have used my phone at the time to take a voice memo, but I had no idea how to do that. Before we headed up into the barn, my friend's dad warns us not to move anything up there because the spirit doesn't like it when stuff gets moved. So we grab ourselves and head up the stairs. And while we're up there, it's basically pitch black since there are no windows, but it was later in the day, so even if there were, it would still be pretty dark. We also all get this extremely uneasy feeling as soon as we reach the top of the stairs. First thing we test is the mist. We shine the flashlight and just see random crap and tools up there. It looks like a hoarder's house, but no mist or dust or anything of that sort. So I pull out my phone and snap a couple pictures with the flash on. Sure enough, when we look at the pictures, there's a misty fog that can be seen in the pictures, but not with just the flashlight. Nothing was forming in it, it was just random shapes, but it still creeped us out. Next thing we did was hit the record button on my camcorder and started asking random questions. You know, like the ghost hunters on TV did all the time. I don't remember exactly what I asked, but I'm pretty sure they were the typical who are you and how did you die. As I'm asking questions, one of our friends accidentally kicked a dumbbell, and we just went super silent as we heard it roll for a few seconds. As we sat in the dark with no one saying a word, my best friend pipes in really quick saying that maybe we should leave. We all agree and start hurriedly going down the stairs. Our two friends are in front of me, I'm going second to last and my best friend is behind me. As we're going down, my friend behind me starts shouting, go, 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 hurry, and starts like shoving us to go faster. When we get to the bottom, he tells us that he felt something big and menacing behind him and was terrified to look back. While we were down there, we also went through my camcorder to see if I picked anything up. After one of my questions, you can hear someone clearly say, get out, in a calm, deep voice. I've never been to that house again. I really wish I could find that camcorder because I guarantee that recording is still on it. Hey there. I'm new to the sub, but really hoping this is an appropriate place to post about a bizarre, possibly paranormal experience that I had while working the other night. I'm an RN in a surgical ICU. I work midnights in a large hospital in a major city. The other night, I was working and the phone rang at the nurse's station. It was around 12.30am and the caller ID said unavailable, which I've never seen before. I answered the phone and all I heard for a few seconds was a faint, staticky noise, and then a voice in a loud whisper quickly said, Hello? I'm looking for my mother. I was a little surprised, and didn't know how to respond for a few minutes, and the voice repeated itself after I didn't respond, 
this time sounding a little more distressed. I finally said, Who is your mother? And do you know what room she's supposed to be in? The voice responded with a name and said, I think she's supposed to be in room 37 or something like that. At this point, I was getting really creeped out because they were still whispering and I couldn't even tell if it was a man or a woman. And they were beginning to sound more panicked as the call went on. It almost sounded like they were hiding from someone and trying not to be heard talking on the phone. And there was also still that faint static noise in the background. I responded with, Are you okay? I'm having trouble hearing you clearly. Why are you whispering? And the voice responded with, I need your help. I'm looking for my mother. Are you able to hear me? I'm looking... And then the line cut off, and I just heard a dial tone. I had chills up and down my spine, and my coworker who was sitting next to me during this was just staring at me with her eyes wide open and said that I looked terrified. So, anyway, I looked through our unit list and there was no person listed with the name the caller gave me. I searched the entire hospital census, and there was no patient admitted under that name. So I went and found the charge nurse, and asked her if she remembered any patients recently admitted with that name, and told her the story. She didn't, and we looked through the last few weeks of records for patients who had passed away in our unit, but nothing matched. She said she thinks that someone was just messing with me, but I haven't been able to stop thinking about it for the last couple of days. Logically, I know this was most likely a prank call or something, but that seems so... weird. Why? Why would somebody call an ICU at 12.30am just to mess with a nurse? Also, the specific phone number to the nurse's station is not listed online. You have to call the hospital operator and ask to be connected to the nurse's station. Or an employee has to give you the direct number to call. Like, if you were a family member calling to get updates or something similar. And the room number the caller gave also lines up with the numbers on the unit. So, I guess that could have been a lucky guess, but it just seems odd to me. I answer a lot of phone calls from people looking for their family members when they're admitted to the hospital, and I'm used to talking to people while they're in a state of panic or extreme emotion. I feel like that's a hard thing to fake, but I sensed genuine distress from this caller. I spoke too, and personally felt it for a while after it happened. It was one of those things that instantly made the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, and I was jumpy for the rest of the shift and I didn't answer any more phone calls. So yeah, I'm not sure what type of response I'm looking for here, but I think I just needed to vent about it somewhere. Not entirely sure what happened. What do you think? Was this a morbid prank call? Or something a bit more eerie? A few years back, me and my girlfriend used to live in Narrisboro, England, 
a little semi-detached house near the canal. Beautiful, charming little town. They're known for the bed race and a crazy guy back in the days who had a questionable zoo there. We moved in, and it was a beautiful late 1800s style that had a nice homey vibe. Except the master bedroom. I did not notice the vibe while viewing the place, but when we stayed there the first night, it was considerably colder than all the other rooms, and one corner of the room seemed to be permanently damp. Our dog, a little Yorkshire Terrier Duke, could not be in the room with us anymore. He used to sleep with us in the bed, but as soon as he was in the room, he would just rush to the corner where the damp was and bark uncontrollably and growl at the wall. This creeped me out. I was worried about the cold, too. I put two and two together, and you could say, I told my girlfriend that I thought there might be something paranormal involved there, but she just laughed at me. She's always been skeptical of the paranormal. Anyways, we had to kick the dog out at night because he would bark all night at the wall. One night, I woke up about a week after our move because of the dog barking and scratching at the bedroom door. It's dark in the room. It's a little lit from the moonlight, and we did not have bedside lamps set up there just yet, so I couldn't see much. I sit up, and I'm about to lock the dog in the kitchen when I catch a glance to the left. My girlfriend was naked, curled up in a sitting position, holding her knees right in the damp corner. I let out a little scream from the shock that seemed to shock her awake, and she said, Maris, what time is it? I quickly bolted to turn on the main light. She looked disheveled and confused. I put her back in bed and told her to go back to sleep. She was prone to sleepwalking, and I've seen her do crazy things before, so this was not too weird by all accounts, but it freaked me out. I was telling this story a few days later to my mate from a nearby town, Harrogate, and she asked to come around and have a look. She was into all that spiritual stuff, crystals, etc. She came with her dog into the bedroom, who also immediately started attacking the wet corner. She walked up, kind of touched the wall. Twenty-five seconds later, she backed up. She said that there she felt the devil coming through himself. I burst out laughing, expecting her to laugh too, but she was dead serious, and just continued to try to convince me to move out and get my deposit back. So, that kind of freaked me out a little more. The final straw came a short while after at night. I was lying in bed. My girlfriend was staying at her mother's that night, so I was on my own. I've always been fascinated with the paranormal, so I brought in a red candle to the room, and I lit it, and I put on the creepiest song I know. It's uh, Peter Gundry, Guesha the Devil. I placed the candle in the wet corner and closed my eyes on the bed, semi-meditating, just concentrating on any feelings or noises or temperature changes. After about 15 minutes through my closed eyes, I could see the candlelight start to flicker, the room got significantly colder, and a sense of dread started to overcome me, while a smell started to overcome the room of something that I could describe as wet dog mixed with 
beeswax, maybe? It was weird. At this point, the track Guesha was playing, I was in such a weird trance state that I was scared to open my eyes. I felt a, a cold touch on my forehead and my upper left arm, but it didn't scare me for some reason at that point. Next thing I remember is being woken up by my girlfriend in the morning. I was naked, lying in that wet corner. We moved out the following week. It's my second time having sleep paralysis, ever since that last time that I was attacked by an incubus a year ago. I was in the middle of trying to get back to dreaming, but I was still half awake. Now that I think of it, I knew I was awake. I remember going to the washroom twice after waking up sometime at 8am and going back to my room. My dream was mildly weird like they usually are. It was about going to a party and then being invited to a Spanish school thing, but it was really just a bunch of teenagers traveling together. At the end, there was a party, and I totally forgot about it, so I was going to grab my makeup. I was having a difficult time trying to grab my makeup because it was like something was blocking me, Something blurred my vision in my dream. I knew I was trying to dream, but I didn't at the same time. Then, all of a sudden, I became paralyzed in my bed. I felt tingly feelings holding me down. And that's the feeling I usually feel when I make an attempt of astral projecting. I remember hearing someone walking in my bedroom wooden floor... The floorboards are pretty creaky, so it was definitely walking. I remember that it hovered by me. I thought it was my mom. I remember saying something like, Hi, Mom. And when she didn't answer, and the noise of the floorboards continued, I said, Mom, I know it's you. Still, no answers. It was my second time being able to break out of the paralysis and I said, stop, loudly. After I said that, there was a voice. A woman said, stop, in a mocking tone. I knew it wasn't my mom, but it sounded exactly like her. After I broke out of my paralyzation again, I knocked on the wall for my mom to come over. That was basically when everything ended. She came into my room and we talked about it, I'm writing this a couple of minutes afterwards, so I still feel very uncomfortable. I don't know if this will add any relevance to the story, but I'm getting into more of the spiritual side of the world. I'm learning about witchcraft and Reiki. I only started learning a few months ago, so I'm still pretty new to this world. I remember these past few days I kept seeing dark shadows here and there, as much as it's sketchy, I became accustomed to having weird things happen to me. I've been able to see and sense things ever since I was a kid. It's only starting to become stronger because I'm now becoming older and I'm getting into all this spiritual stuff. I have a guess that more entities are able to take control of me because I'm naive and weak. 
I'm also at that time when everything's confusing in my life, so it makes sense that even spiritually I'm having trouble. I had my fair share of talking with spirits, and then giving me bad dreams about human sacrifices, but I've never gotten a response quite like this. It was so clear. I could feel the presence of this entity right there in my room. It was nothing like the Incubus attack. That entity dived right into it, while this entity just taunted me. Since I'm free today, I'll probably burn some sage, but if you have any suggestions of what I could do, or answers for me about what that may have been, thank you. One night, it was around 3am and I was reading in my bed, when suddenly, I heard a deep voice whisper to me in my room. I've never experienced anything like this before and I knew I wasn't hallucinating. I shuffled up quickly and scrambled backwards off my bed, astonished. I looked around, the entire atmosphere of my room suddenly began to change. It started to become dense and... The lights softly dampened. It felt like being in a strange fog. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a boy appeared before me, and he was a dark black figure in the midst. His body was transparent and three-dimensional. He had very dark clothes with very dark features, and he looked to be about seven years old. His face was so dark that you couldn't make it out. He slowly started walking towards me from across the room. I stared, dead, frozen. He continued to walk towards me until he actually walked past me and reached for my door. I took a few steps back. He then placed his hand through the wood of the door and rotated his hand from left to right. As he did this, he slowly took his other hand and raised it up above his head and materialized a three-dimensional black transparent orb. He then slowly placed it on the floor. Then he stood up and turned to me and put his finger up to what I assume was his lips and shushed me. He turned back towards the door and then placed his ear to it as if he was listening for something. Then, the orb started to float in the midst from the fog towards me, and I knew that I had to get the hell out of there but it was blocking the door. So I went into the bathroom and locked it. I waited for a while and then opened the bathroom door again, but slowly to see if everything was gone. The boy was. The orb had disappeared, but now there was something else hanging from the ceiling light above my bed. A figure a lot older and heavier. I walked over to it and instantly recognized that it was me but I was dark and transparent, with no face like the boy was. I was rotating left and right with the rope around my neck. I looked lifeless and I had mass. I then stumbled backward a few steps, confused, and mumbled something like, what the hell? I ran past myself into the living room and grabbed my keys when I felt everything stop. The atmosphere lightened up, and everything disappeared. I checked with the flashlight, but there was no sign of anything. I remember just 
grabbing a bottle of whiskey on the way out, getting the hell out of there and spending the next week at a relative's house. Thankfully, I never saw anything like that again. This happened about four years ago while I was hunting in the mountains of the northeast U.S. There was fresh snow on the ground, and there were supposed to be flurries later in the afternoon. It was a great day to be out until the flurries came in. It wasn't flurries. It was a whiteout, and I couldn't see but ten yards in front of me. I start making my way towards what I thought was the direction to a large pack of dense pine trees to the east of me, but I can't see. I was wrong, and at this point, I'm lost in a snowstorm. It's almost dark. I reach in my bag to pull my flashlight out, and it's dead. I look for my spare batteries, and I forgot to pack my batteries. At this point, I'm panicking a bit, I don't know where I'm at, and I'm starting to not be able to see. So, I figured the guys back at the cabin would start to search for me around 9.30. It was around 8.45, and I figured I'm going to build a fire so they can see me when they come. Everything was wet, so it took forever to start a fire, but I got one lit. I sat there until 1.30 a.m. and realized that I was nowhere near where I went hunting, and the guys couldn't find me. I'm panicking at this point because I don't have the proper gear to be out all night. The temperature is dropping rapidly, and even with my hunting gear and fire, I'm cold. Just when I think all hope is lost, I see a dim little light in the distance, and it's moving away from me. I quickly put out my fire and I start heading towards the light, assuming it's another hunter walking on a trail. The light is about 400 yards from where I'm at. I walk and walk and walk for about two hours, and I realize I've been following this light but there are no tracks on the ground, just pure white snow. As a desperate chance to get this guy to slow down, I yell out, Hey, I'm lost. Could you slow down? No answer. I continued to follow this light until it stopped, about 150 yards in front of me. I kept walking, and the closer I got, the brighter the light got. I was about 30 yards away, and I said, Hey man, that light is damn bright, could you turn it off? Then the light went out, and no one was standing there, and the road in my vehicle were right there. So, was this a guardian angel? Or someone that had gotten lost and didn't get so lucky? A few years back, I was laying in bed, dozing off. My entire family had already been in bed and was asleep for a couple of hours at this point. As I was dozing off, I could hear my light switch flipping up and down, so I looked to see what was happening. I could see the silhouette of my little brother standing there at my doorway. I asked him what he was doing, but he didn't give me an answer. He was silent. 
I was too tired to even care, so I laid back down. I kept hearing the switch still, and at this point, the realization hit me that my light was not coming on when the switch was being flipped. So, I sat back up to talk to my little brother again, and he was gone. But my switch was still flipping once or twice by the time I got out of bed. So I ran to my brother's room to ask him what he was doing, but he was fast asleep. He's a hard sleeper, but has never been known to sleepwalk, and it didn't make sense that the switch would have still kept flipping after he left. So, at that point, I went back to bed really confused and a bit on edge. I would always stare at the small group of stars that I could see out my window while I tried to fall asleep. So, I did that, hoping I would calm down enough to sleep. As I was lying there, I got this weird chill in the room. It was enough to make me feel uncomfortable, so I flipped my switch back to straighten out my blanket to cover up with. When I flipped, I felt something wet drip on my face and run down my lips. I was so confused at this point, and... I didn't want whatever had just dripped on my face to make its way into my mouth, but I could already taste the iron. I ran to my Jack and Jill bathroom and looked in the mirror. There was literal blood dripping down my face. It had landed on my forehead and nose and dripped into my mouth. I was so stunned by this that I didn't know what to think. I asked my little brother if he had woken up at all that night, and he said no. <laughs> Anyone else have any similar stories? So this was a collection of true scary stories. Some good ones in a uh, bit of a grab bag approach, which I love doing. I really do love doing them, so... If you enjoyed this video, please do consider hitting that thumbs up button. Let me know you liked it. If you're new to the channel and would like more content like this or content that is so different, it's like comparing antihistamines to AA batteries, please consider subscribing to the channel. And also hitting that bell icon for notifications. You can also get early access to all of my content by hitting join down below or going to patreon.com slash asthereventdreams, both of which, at the minimum, $1 a month. One dollar a month. One dollar a month. It's like three cents a day. It's actually slightly less, but that's not the point. point is, I really do appreciate all my patrons, all my members, as you can see by the video in the early parts of the videos, a little clip there, and just, just how much I post and tell them how much I appreciate them in the end. So, thank you to everyone who watches my videos. Thank you to anyone who doesn't watch my videos. Thank you to anyone who looks at my thumbnails and thinks, huh, that's interesting, I'll throw this on my watch later, and then never, ever, ever, ever comes back to it. I do appreciate it. Hopefully that's not something that happens. I'm certain that it is, though. Anyways, y'all have a beautiful day. I'll see you in the next video, but until then, sleep well.